Welcome to the podcast of Scott Street MB Church. We hope you find this message inspiring and encouraging in your walk as a disciple of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to read scripture together this morning. We're going to read the same scripture that we focused on last week out of Luke chapter 8 and uh, 4 to 15 about the seed and the sower. And I'm going to read verse 4, and you will read verse 5, and we will read responsively together. So if you can look at the screens, I'll begin with verse 4, and you'll take over at verse 5. While a large crowd was gathering, and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. As he was scattering the seed... Some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Which grew up with it, choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he had said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what the bearer And he said, The knowledge of a secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of Those along the path are the ones who hear, and when the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word, retain it, and persevering produce a crop. Amen. The word of God. I love this scripture out of Luke 8. And um, pleased to take a second week's focus on it as we, we finish it up. Um, last week we spoke about how God speaks to us, and I hope that he did speak to you through our Christmas season. Um, this week we gathered for three evenings, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday nights. We gathered here in a, a dimly lit sanctuary, and we prayed. We prayed, God, speak to us, show us, give us vision Make us strong. Make us your church in powerful ways. So thank you to everyone who took part in our prayer evenings. Today we'll look again at chapter 8, and Jesus is speaking about the seed and the sower. And uh, what do you think God's going to say to you this coming year? 2019, 2019, what's, what's your goal? What do you want to hear God say to you this year? One of our most basic claims is that God speaks to us. He speaks to us all the time through his word. 
There's a phrase in scripture, thus saith the Lord, or and God said, 3,500 times he says this. God wants to speak to us, and he does speak to us, mainly through the word that he gave us. If you want to know what God wants you to do, open up his word. Open up his word, but also open up your heart. Open up your life. Last week we spoke about the four important attitudes that we have so that it opens us up to hear what God wants to say to us. Nothing is more important to you than understanding that God wants to talk to you and that we can actually hear him if we tune in. Jesus said in Luke 8, 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let her hear as well. So today let's get our ears on. Can you, can you focus? Can you, it's so easy to lose focus, isn't it, brothers and sisters? I, I have trouble. My mind goes a million places. I, I'm thinking about that man who fell and drowned in the canal. I just read it in the paper last night. So if you, if you ask me what I'm thinking about, I can be thinking about so many different things at the same time. So let's not think about the man who fell in the canal. But now, let's think about Jesus and his teaching us about the seed and the sower. He and she who have ears, let her hear. Let us hear what God is saying. So we look at Luke chapter 8, a parable, a story. And it's Jesus explaining to us what kind of people we are like. Four different types of soil, four different types of attitude. Uh, And in my reading and study, it seems that I am all four. It depends on how hard I am focusing, how open I am, how sort of where I am in love and in life, whether God can speak to me. But I want God to speak to me. I want to tune into him so that he can, he can help me and comfort me and, and guide me and encourage me. And that's my prayer for you too, is that, that God would guide and encourage and lead. So Jesus tells a story. There's a farmer who goes out to sow seed. And as he sows, he sows over different types of soil. I mentioned last week, and I'll mention it again this week, uh, in the Far East, they, they broadcast seed. So you walk, and you have a little um, pouch on your side with all the seed, and, and you scatter it. You scatter it left and right, and it goes, it goes where it goes. Unlike our seed drills, you know, we drill and we put a little piece of fertilizer at each seed, and, and we, we, we don't throw it on the path. We don't throw it on the side. We don't, it doesn't go into the thorny areas. It goes along uh, the field, but back in the old days when we broadcast seed, seed went here, there, and everywhere. And Jesus is telling this story to people who will understand broadcasting seeds. Who here has ever broadcasted seeds? Have you, have you actually done it? Isn't that wonderful? Walter, you broadcast seed. Oh, grass seed. Did you have a good crop? <laughs> I've seen your lawn. That's a lot of seed. That is a lot of seed. We broadcast the seeds, the four different types. Firstly, last week I mentioned that in order to hear God, we need to cultivate an open mind. I've got to want to hear God, to be eager and receptive if I'm going to hear him. I've got to be ready and willing to hear what he has to say. Last week I asked all of you if you've ever heard God speak to you through your heart, your circumstances, through his word. And and a good number of you, I saw those hands. A good number of you said, yes, 
God has spoken to me. Um, Sabrina said last week, I'm trying to remember, what did you say? When did God speak to you? What did you, we had a brief, dis- at the, yeah. In, in profound ways, God saying to Sabrina, I love you, you're my daughter, and, and you've done wonderful things because you've heard God's voice, and in, and, in, and in passion and in strength and confidence, you've moved forward, and we love you, and we're proud of you, and we're going to miss you when you go on your sabbatical. Sabrina, at the end of this month, after 10 years of serving diligently here, is going to have three months to study and to travel and to take what's called a sabbatical. So uh, you, we've got her for a month, so you got to hug her now before she's gone for three months, and uh, we pray for that time away. We pray that you would be cultivating your soil of yourself even now that God could sow richly in you during your sabbatical time. So that type of soil, some seed fell on the path and it was trampled, and the birds of the air came and ate it up. Those along the path are like people who hear, and when the devil comes, he takes away the word from their heart so they can't believe and they can't be saved. On every farm, there's that footpath where farmers walk. And what happened is some of the, so- the seed landed on the path. And it's not going to grow on a path. People are going to trample on it, and the birds are going to grab it, and it's going to disappear. Um, two characteristics of a footpath. It's hard because people walk on it, and it's narrow because you don't want to waste the path. Hard and narrow. Hard and narrow. Is that you? Or are you like me, soft and wide? <laughs> no, hard and narrow-minded. Hard-hearted and narrow-minded. We, Lord, help us not to be hard-hearted and narrow-minded. Last week we spoke about what are some of the things that make us hard-hearted and narrow-minded. We talked about pride can make us hard-hearted. We talked about fear can, make, can close us off and we can be narrow. Bitterness. Is, is a terrible thing, and it makes us hard, and it makes us narrow. Secondly, last week we talked about if we want to hear God speak to us, we need, we need to take time to listen. Have you ever been in a discussion with someone, and you're halfway through telling them something, and they left? Have you ever had that? And you're trying to tell them something, but they're not really interested, and they're, it is like, oh my goodness, I thought you really wanted to know, you know what I was saying, and it hurts us. Well, how often does God try to talk to us and we kind of go, sorry, God, got to run? You know, or, or I don't have time today to read, the, to read your word, but I'll, I'll, I'm promised tomorrow. Taking time to listen is so important. Oftentimes, God gets just the leftovers. We want to hear God speak, yes, but we say, God, I'm in a hurry, so speak quickly. So that was verse 6. Other seed fell on shallow soil with rocks beneath. The seed began to grow but soon withered and died for lack of moisture. Those on the rocks are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no roots. They believe it for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. Just as a hardened path represents a closed mind, the shallow soil represents a superficial mind. I have no time. Superficial. How many of you remember my sermon from last week? Oh, God bless you. God bless you. You know, it's hard to remember things week to week. Uh, Studies show that we forget 90 to 95% of what we hear within 72 hours. 
So our brains are so busy with all that's going on, all the things that are coming our way, that we forget. So if you want to read a statistic that depresses a pastor, that's the statistic. Because I work hard to, to produce a sermon that, that's meaningful and powerful, and then I realize that by Wednesday, only 5% of it is remembered. And don't feel, I'm not blaming you, sometimes I am so busy working on the sermons, I'm working on sermons on James right now, that I'm preaching from, from Luke today, but in my brain, I'm working on James already, so I can already have difficulty remembering what I spoke about last week. So today, you may notice in the bulletin, you have a sermon outline. Did you see another little piece of paper in your bulletin? I gave you a piece of paper with the scripture and the main points. Why? Well, to, so that you can remember. My, my hope is that you preach these sermons once you go home where you live, to your family and friends, that God uses that which you've heard here somehow to be the right word for someone there for the rest of the week. I, don't, I haven't seen a tradition of us having um, blessing catchers. That's, I grew up having a blessing catcher. And you had to bring, it's a book, a little book, and you would write down all your notes from your sermon, and, and you would write down what God is saying, and, and you, would, you grew up with a blessing catcher. So... Here, here's a wise word from your pastor. The shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. Let me say that again. It sounds like something Paul would say. The shortest, he, he, he's the wisest man I know. The shortest pencil is longer than the longest memory. Just encouraging you, write something down. If you love it, if you heard something that means something to you, scribble it down. Because maybe God is going to use it for you to tell someone else. So, today we had name tags. Um, and maybe you're looking uh, at people and going, Oh, now I remember her name. And you saw some of the beautiful children. You go, Oh, you beautiful little Ivy. I never knew her name. You know, sweet, sweet kids that we, that we know and love. Um, seeing a name, writing things down, helping us remember. Okay, here's a real hard one. If I asked you, how many of you live according to the Ten Commandments? How many would you say, yes, I live according to the Ten Commandments? You don't live according to the Ten Commandments? Do we, do we follow and believe in the Ten Commandments? I want, I want more. Do we follow and believe in the Ten Commandments? Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Of course you do. Now... Can you please come up here and tell me the all ten, from one to ten? Oh, and some of you are going, oh, please, Pastor Rob, don't look at me. Don't look at me. Because it's hard to remember the Ten Commandments. If it was the Three Commandments, we'd have a little better luck. But with the Ten, it's hard to remember. Um, and it's, it's not that you're not brilliant. You are. But you need to hear it again and again and again. That's why... I preach the same sermon. I'm going to, I'll preach again from, from Luke chapter 8 in a few years' time. And you'll get something new. But we read, that's why we study the Bible in the mornings. Ten commandments. Thou shalt have no other gods before me, number one. Isn't that right? Amen. Number two, you shouldn't make idols, no graven images. Is that right? 
Number two. Number three, shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain. Is that? Yeah, am I, am I on the right track? Four, remember the Sabbath day and, and keep it holy. Yeah, how about five? It's an odd one. Honor thy father and mother. That's, that's number. How about six? There you shall not murder. Number seven. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Number eight, you shall not steal. Number nine, you shall not lie. In Scripture it says, bear false witness against your neighbor. And number ten, you shall not covet your neighbor's house, wife, or BMW. <laughs> which, which in Scripture is called a donkey. A donkey. But uh, house, wife, or donkey. Now, we all know the Ten Commandments, don't we? Yes. But we forget unless we read it and hear it again and again. That's why we read Scripture. That's, and as we read and as we study, that's why we come to worship, to make our soil healthy soil. It, it digs us up and, and God can work in us and plant in us if we are healthy soil. Uh, verse 13, it says, um, the second kind of person, they receive the word with joy, but when they hear it, they don't have any root. In other words, they don't retain it. They have no roots. You need to write it down in a journal or a binder, sermon notes. We are students, brothers and sisters. Now, not all of us got to go to school. Not all of us went to school for many years. Some of us went elementary school. Some of us finished high school. Some of us got a chance to go to college or university. It's not about formal education. It's about our minds and our hearts and remembering what God says to us so we can say it to others. Amen? So take that little piece of paper and put it in your pocket. You never know what God might do with it and with you. We need to schedule a time every day to sit down with our Bible, to think and pray and review. What type of soil are you? So we started with cultivating your mind. Secondly, taking time to listen. Number three, in order to hear God, I must eliminate the distractions. A lot of times we miss hearing God because our minds are crowded. Our thoughts are filled with concerns of daily worries, plans, goals, ambitions, bills, all sorts of things fill our minds. When our mind is full and always thinking about other things, it's hard for God to speak into us. He can't get through. Many times God has has wanted to speak to us, but I think he can't get through. It's like there's a busy signal. We've got to make time and clear out those distractions. If we're too busy for God, we are too busy. Amen? If we're too busy to hear God, we're too busy. Verse 7 says, Other seed fell on the thorns or in the weeds, which grew up with it and choked the plants. The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the word, but as they go on their way, they're choked by these three. Life's worries, Riches and pleasures. Those are the three things that will choke you out. So this is the third type of soil, is the type of soil with weeds. Farmers throwing the seeds and it falls among the weeds and the weeds grow up with it and it chokes the seed. And these seeds are distractions. The three distractions are worries, riches, and pleasures. 
If you spend as much time with God talking about your life as you do worrying about it, you do a whole lot less worrying. God is not playing games with us. He has a plan and a purpose for our lives, and we're not going to learn what he wants from us if we're so frantic running here and there, so distracted, worrying about things that we can do nothing about. Why worry about my hairline? I, I can't really do anything about that. Sarah loves me. Thank you, Lord, and that's, that's good enough for me. And she remembers when there was hair. I have some friends, Dave and Shar, and their two kids in the front with us today. Uh, please give them big hugs and welcome them to St. Catharines. And Dave, I remember you when you had more hair. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. I remember your wedding, you and Shar. Um, and you probably remember me when I had a little bit more anyway, you know. I haven't changed that much. We worry about things we can't change. Why do we do it? We have to make time to focus on God. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming to worship this morning. You could have gone to Perkins for breakfast. You could have, you could have gone across the border to get a good deal on a pair of sneakers at the discount mall. You could be anywhere, but you chose to be here, and I want to say thank you. And those of you who are watching on TV, there's, some, there's people I know today in, in Africa and in England and in Nova Scotia and in British Columbia who are watching right now. So if you're watching this service, send a little note and say hello. Um, it's so easy to become distracted. Distractions are like weeds. First one, worries. Worries are a type of distraction. Here's an interesting thing is it's hard to worry and pray at the same time. So why don't you stop worrying and pray? It's hard to worry and pray at the same time. The Greek word for worry, merimnon, uh, uh, is a word that means being pulled in different directions. You're worried. Have you ever been pulled, had many pressures pulling you in different directions? Do you, do you understand that? Those type of worries that that distract you and make you stressed? When you're worried, you can't hear what God is trying to say because there's so much other noise in our head. The next one is riches. Riches can be weeds in your life. We can so be so busy making money that we don't live. We're so busy making a living that we forget to live. We don't enjoy life. We get up in the morning and we go to work. And before you know it, we're back in bed and we're getting up the next morning working, working, working to try to make ends meet. It's hard. 1 Timothy 6.10 reminds us that it's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money. So there's nothing wrong with, with money and riches, but there's something wrong when they become weeds in our lives and choke out our faith. God gets the leftovers sometimes in our life. In our desire to make money, we can forget God. Yeah. Lastly, another weed is pleasure. And again, there's nothing wrong with pleasures. Who do you think made us the way we are with ears and eyes and nose and the sense of touch? God loves us and he wants us to enjoy the world. He made so many beautiful things. He made you, he made me, he made Lake Ontario. Have you looked over the lake at a, at a sunset? 
looking, looking over the, the... It's a beautiful... I take so many pictures. People say, not another picture of Lake Ontario. It's so beautiful here uh, in St. Catharines. You know, these pleasures, it's type of recreation, can replace worship and slowly choke us out. All sorts of different kinds of weed. What's your favorite weed? What's your favorite distraction? You know, there are so many types of weeds. Here's a deep question. How much effort does it take to grow weeds? Have you ever sown weed seeds? Well, where do they come from? And how do they grow? What's with this weed thing? Interestingly, weeds grow with no effort at all. They show up in our gardens and in our lives. The difference between a plant and a weed is that a plant is something that you cultivate, fertilize, you trim it, you water it. It's something that you delight in. When you planted that lawn and you saw it growing, it must have been a joy to see that grass growing. And Lydia, your garden, when you were on the garden tour, I, I can't wait to, to walk through your garden in the spring this year and see what, it's, what comes up. We love, that's, that's a plant. The difference between a plant and a weed is that a weed is something that we do not water and we do not plant. You do nothing, yet they show up. You don't have to water weeds. They grow. So, I am a gardener. Uh, not a great one, but I love it. So what do you think of when you look at a garden that's full of weeds? When you look at a garden, you see that it's full of weeds. What do you think? Someone who doesn't care. Someone doesn't care about their garden. Sometimes I think, ooh, something must have happened. Maybe they got sick and they couldn't take care of their garden. Maybe they went on holidays for a long time. Something must have happened because this garden shows neglect. They did nothing. What happens if you do nothing in your garden? It fills up with weeds. Yeah. And um, the same thing happens in our lives and in our hearts. What happens when we do not care for our spiritual gardens? When you neglect who you are? You are so important. The best place for you to be on a Sunday morning is here. You're taking care of your garden. You're cutting down the weeds. The weeds are the result of neglect. When I see a garden that's full of weeds, I think, oh man, I'd just love to go in there and clean out that garden and make it beautiful for them again. And that's what we're doing here. We're cleaning out our gardens on Sundays, cutting down the weeds and growing, cultivating the soil of our lives. When I start neglecting time with God on a daily basis, when I start neglecting coming together with my Christian brothers and sisters, weeds grow in my life. The Bible says that we'll be choked out. Our spiritual life will die unless we worship, pray, read, gather. What happens when the weeds grow up in our lives? You lose your calm. You lose your ability to handle stress. You lose your joy. When weeds choke out your life, and they will choke unless, if you neglect yourself, if you neglect to worship, to read, to pray, to fellowship, they're going to grow. They're going to grow. So we've looked at all the types of soil. 
We need to cultivate an open mind, take time to listen, eliminate the distractions. And the last type of soil was the healthy soil. And God wants us to be a healthy type of soil. We say, God, talk to us. Help us. But sometimes we'll say, God, talk to us. But I'll decide what I want to do with it. We'll say, I'll decide what kind of soil I want to be once I hear what you want to say. And that's not, that's not how the healthy soil, the, the soil is prepared in advance. Remember uh, Shar singing, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, yes, Lord. We, we had, they would bounce until the church was, was, was bouncing up and down, and you're afraid that the rafters were going to end up in the gym underneath. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. And, and that prayer is, song is our prayer. We say yes before we know what he asks us for. Do you love anybody that much that they don't have to ask you because they already know you'll say yes? It's dangerous, isn't it? It's dangerous. If you, you love someone so much that they say to you, they can ask you for anything and you know you'll say yes. Even if it costs you money, it takes your time and it hurts you, it, they say yes. They say yes. That's the kind of person God wants us to be, to sing Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever it is. Whatever you want me to do, whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, yes. That's the kind of Christian I want to be. And that's the kind of Christian I pray that we will all be saying, yes, Lord, I am ready. My soil is good. Plant the seed in me today. Amen? Make me good soil, Lord. Plant the seed in me today. Verse 15. The seed on the good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word of God, retain it, and by uh, persevering produce a good crop. A hundred times more than that was sown. So today we are here. Why? To build noble and good hearts. You are being cultivated. Is, did I say anything that bothered you? I hope I did. I hope I did. And that God, as, as your soil was dug up, you got, yeah, Lord, I got to do something. I want to be healthy soil. Plant in me. Speak through me. We don't want to just hear God's word. We want to retain it. We want to write it down. We want to listen to it and then do something. Let's make our lives count. Let's make our church a, a beacon. A, let's make it salt and light in St. Catharines. James 1, don't merely listen to the word of God, so deceive yourself. It says, don't just listen, do it. Just do it. So, I'm finishing. I'm sorry I'm a little late today. <clears throat> Here's my question as I close. What are you going to do with today's message? What are you going to do? The Bible says, be doers of the word, not hearers only. You've heard it. Now the question is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? You're not here because you needed a warm place to sit. You're here because you're being cultivated and dug up so God can do something with you. What is God calling you to do today? You know that brother or sister who drives you crazy? Who never calls you? Maybe you have one of those. Why don't you call them today? You know that person 
you were in a situation in your heart, you got hurt, why don't you call someone today or go visit them and, and build the relationship? You don't even have to maybe even talk about what, what broke your relationship, but try to build the relationship back together. Is there someone that is ready for you to visit and to care for and it would change their life? What are you going to do? Here is what I'm asking you to do. This is the first Sunday in 2019. Dear brothers and sisters, would you be here every Sunday as best you can this year? I will. But I'm paid to be here. <laughs> I'm paid, but I love it. You know I love it, and I love you. Could you make a commitment to do your very best to be here every Sunday? And here's a tougher one. You've got one year. Would you bring someone else with you this year? Would you bring someone who needs Jesus, a neighbor, a friend? Would you bring them with you this year? You've got one year. But if you want to bring them next week, that's fine. Doing something with what God has given us. Can you, can you open your Bibles, please, please, beloved? Can you open your Bibles between Sundays? Can you read your Bible daily? Do your best. Can you pray as often as you can this year? So, beloved, let's do something. Let us not waste our gardens. As you leave the church and you see the birds in the air, I want you to think about what kind of soil you are right now. I'm praying for you that 2019 would be an incredible year and God would plant incredible seeds in your life and use you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you've told us what to do. You say you want to speak to us, so help us to have open minds, not closed minds. Help us not to be shallow-minded, but to be deep, and to think about you, and to love you, and to pray to you. Father, teach us to live by what you, by what you teach us in your word. Help us to be like you. Father, forgive us for, for hearing things and, and doing nothing. Father, we want to be people who are hearers and doers of your word. Father, use us this year that you would build in us noble and good hearts and that out of our lives would come a harvest ten, one hundred, and a thousand times that which you planted. Father, use us, live in us. In Christ's name, amen. listening. For any questions about the message or to contact any of our pastors, please visit scottstreetchurch.ca.